you have to have community. Just like in making money or exercise or anything else, the easiest hack for getting better at this is to hang out with people who have good boundaries, who model good boundary setting, and who have your back and will remind you like, hey, sis, um, I think your boundaries are slipping, right? You're worthy of holding your boundaries and protecting your peace. Welcome to Begin As You Mean To Go On. If you're a woman of color with a mission-driven, service-based business and you want to increase your income and your impact without burning out in the process, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Karanda Adair, recovering WordPress developer, content marketing coach, and CEO of Carvel Digital. I've survived being a black woman in the tech industry, getting fired for culture fit, and gone on to build a thriving business. I want to show you how to work hard once to create systems in your business that continue to work for you as you grow so that you can not just survive, but thrive and live your best life. Let's get it going. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Begin As You Mean To Go On. I'm so happy to be in your ears again, and I'm so happy that you're listening to this episode in particular because this episode has been burning inside of me for several weeks now, just based on, like most of my content, things that I see you all doing that just hurt my heart, (laughs) okay? Today, we're going to talk about boundaries. We're going to talk about why you need boundaries, how to set better boundaries, what people who push your your boundaries look like. We're going to talk about all of those things. And before we get into it, I don't want you to think that I'm perfect at this. I'm much better in my business than I am in my personal life, and it's always a work in progress. So I just want to lead with that. And before we dive in, if you're new to the podcast, do me a favor, go ahead and listen to this entire episode. And then at the end, if you found it valuable, that's when I will invite you to go ahead and subscribe and to leave a five-star rating and review. That just really helps other people who are looking through deciding what to listen to know that this is a worthy and helpful podcast that can help them with their business. All right, so let's dig into it. Why are boundaries so important and why am I so hot about boundaries right now? One of the things that's been happening lately is I have a Voxer pod of business besties and they have been describing me as savage and they mean this as a compliment. because we're all talking about the different ways that we're getting our boundaries pushed. And I'm really pushing them to set better boundaries. And I I have a vivid memory of when I was 10, watching my mom pull a kitchen knife on an old boyfriend who had overstayed his welcome. And that is just like a, a snapshot moment that really captures like how I grew up. I feel extraordinarily lucky that I grew up with a mom who just moved through the world modeling good boundaries and this expectation that she would get respect from people. And when she did, then you know she knew how to set those boundaries. And that's what I grew up watching. So I feel very lucky. And I know a lot of people listening to this did not grow up with that model. And we're all subject to the patriarchy, right? So if you're a woman, especially if you're a woman of color, we're just conditioned to just serve everybody before ourselves. And it's not okay. So what I want to talk to you about is I want to give you some examples of what it looks like when either you don't you don't have boundaries or they're not strong enough or when people are pushing on them. I want to give you some specific examples because sometimes people don't know. And then I want to give you some strategies for, of course, how you can use content to set better boundaries. Okay. So some of the ways that this shows up in business in particular, because that's what we're focused on today. One of my favorites is the coffee chat also known as the pick your brain session, right? People like, oh, I'd love to know more about that. Can I pick your brain? And you know, at a certain point in your business, like 
it might be useful for you to go ahead and take those meetings, right? But at a certain other point in your business, you really need to start focusing and you need to start paying attention to income generating activities, right? And you may not have time to be giving away your knowledge for free, especially if what you're selling is what you know. If you're doing that and you find your revenue is not what you want it to be, maybe consider stopping doing that. Another thing is maybe you have clients who don't go through the channels that you have to get support. Maybe they're constantly sending you personal emails or they're texting you when you have a support page or you have a form that they should fill out or you have a certain email address that they should use. Again, this is one of the more minor examples, right? There was a time and I'm always trying to change and grow my program and make it better, right? So there was a time when I changed how support happened so that we made sure that messages got routed to the team so that people weren't waiting on me personally. And then it took some training and some herding of cats to say to people like, no, make sure you do this instead, you know, don't send it to my email box. That's a black hole. So that's an example of gentle boundaries and you might have to just channel people into the right place. Someone attended one of our masterclasses. So for people who are interested in my content bootcamp, instead of doing one-on-one calls, which I no longer have time for because I've got to do CEO shit, we have masterclasses. We have them almost weekly. And someone had been to one of the masterclasses, is very interested in joining, and just was really stuck on one thing and asked if, can I just buy an hour of your time? And they offered to pay, so no issues there. But I had to stop and think, is that something I really want to do? If you listened to last week's episode, you know that my word for the year is focus, and I'm really trying to focus down on some really important things to make some big moves in the business this year. So I had to stop and think, do I want to derail that focus in order to meet this specific need, even if I'm getting paid? And I decided, no, I don't really want to do that. I said, you know what? Get your coins together, join bootcamp. When you're in my bootcamp, you get one-on-ones as part of being in that program. So I have a container, I have a system whereby you can get my help, my specific help about your specific problems, and I decided to maintain that boundary. And I'm sure that person will come into my program and we'll have a great time and get them great results. Another one, especially for Black women, especially for women of color, is just this sort of expectation of free labor, this sort of casual way that people will just ask you to do things that are actually work. And let me tell you something that people don't think of as labor. When someone has, you know, they're looking for referrals, right? I have people come to me all the time. They're like, do you know anybody? I'm looking for someone to help me with my website, or I'm looking for this, or I'm looking for that. And that's actually work, y'all. Like I have to go through my mental Rolodex and I have to see, do I know anyone? And then I have to make the introduction. Like it takes time and it's work and it's work I'm happy to do for the most part. But there's just this general expectation of free labor that happens. And I say this all the time, like this country was built off of black people's free labor. So it's built into the DNA of our country. So you have to be mindful, right? Not saying you can't say yes, but just be mindful when it's happening and just decide consciously, is that something that I want to do? All right. So this next example is actually the catalyst for this very podcast. And it's a situation I see all the time. It's happened to me. It's happened to other people in my network. And that is when someone has had either a free consult, they've had a sales call, or they've had some previous work, you've done some previous work together, and they decide not to hire you, or they decide not to continue hiring you. Like they decide not to continue their engagement. That's all fine and good, but then they're in your inbox still with questions. And they keep asking you for stuff. They keep asking you for time. They keep asking you for your attention. They keep asking you for information without paying for it. And this is a particular trigger of mine because the person that this happened with, we had already had a conversation about 
my white lady triggers. <laughs> if you don't know what my white lady triggers are, go back and listen to episode 10, Doing Business While Black. I talk all about it. But this had happened and I had explained, look, if you want to hire me to do this whole thing, that's great. And if you don't, that's great too. But there's no in-between, right? We're not, I'm not half-assing. I'm not doing the thing where I just shrink down my offer to try to fit into your budget or whatever you've decided it's worth to you. If it's worth it, it's worth it and let's go. And if it's not, it's not. And Godspeed and good luck, right? No harm, no foul. And so the problem isn't that they ask. The problem is if I have to set boundaries continually with someone, that to me is a huge red flag. So when I got this request, like this random question in my inbox about, oh, what should I do about this? I'm like, I don't see any PayPal notifications and we're not working together. So why are you asking me this question? This has not just happened to me. This happens all the time. This happened in lots of circles that I'm in. And a lot of people will give you the advice of just put up a paywall in front of someone like that. Just say, oh, well, if you want one-on-one time, here's the link to pay for it. And here's my problem with that. If someone is really pushing boundaries and being inappropriate and you respond by saying, fuck you, pay me, basically, right? (laughs) Because you're non-confrontational and you don't want to deal with the problem. Well, guess what? I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of assholes have a lot of money. So if you put a paywall on somebody to try to keep them out of your space or out of your inbox or whatever, and they pay, now what, right? Now they just think it's fine and they get your time. And maybe that's not even an offer that you normally have. At this time, I don't actually have an offer where you can just pay me for an hour of my time because it's not where my focus is. So if you put that paywall up in front of somebody and they're like, great, here's some money, Well, now what? Now they're just going along and doing what they're doing and they don't understand that their behavior is problematic. So stop being non-confrontational and tell people the truth, right? You chose not to hire me. We're not a good fit to work together. I don't actually want to work with you. Go away. Tell people the truth because otherwise they're just going to keep taking their problematic behavior to the next person and the next person and the next person. And I'm not talking about people who do this once and you set the boundary and it's fine. I'm talking about people who, you know, there are energy vampires out there that if you give them an inch, they'll just keep nitpicking and nitpicking and nitpicking and take a mile. And pretty soon you wonder where all your time and energy is gone because you're spending all this time asking your friends how to deal with this situation and you're spending all this energy on it and you're losing sleep. And no, fuck that. (laughs) Right? Protect your peace. I've been working on my brand values lately. I might talk more about that in a future podcast, but one of them is clarity. So I'm not going to put a paywall in front of you when what I really need to tell you is that, no, this is never going to happen. Send them a Taylor Swift song, do whatever. So that's some examples. So if some of these things are happening to you, we're going to talk about what you can do about that. But stop using money as a way to avoid confrontation. If you're in business, you're going to have confrontation with people. If you're a human being, you're going to have confrontation with people. You're going to have to figure out how to deal with that. And here's the thing about, you know, people call me savage and we joke about it. But here's the thing about that is that when I give someone a compliment or when I do give my time and energy, people know that I mean it. It means something because it's not just me giving away all my time and energy for free because I don't have any boundaries. All right. Let's talk about how to start setting better boundaries. This is especially for you people pleasers out there. I know that you're struggling. So I want to give you some strategies and some tips to help you start making progress on this, okay? So the first step is you need to define them, right? You need to have some. So I encourage you to get some space, turn off your social media, don't check your email for a day, go walk in the woods, do whatever, and just do some thinking about what are you actually up for? And that could be your business and your personal life. What are you actually up for? If it turns out 
you really love answering people's questions via Instagram DMs all day, then go for it. But do it by choice and not because the patriarchy has programmed you to just be of service above all else. Think of this as the service-based entrepreneur's version of mindful eating, right? You're service-based, which means you make money from your talent, your time, and your energy, and so you have to guard those things. First of all, just define what are your boundaries? What are you up for, okay? Once you've done that, then you need to share them. And you don't necessarily have to make a declaration, although you can. And for the people pleasers out there, I know we might be getting into like sweaty palm territory. So I'm going to give you some ways to use content to start setting your boundaries so you can baby step your way into this, right? So you got to share your boundaries. You can do it as a declaration. You can just start sharing it as people ask you for things that maybe you've just been giving freely but resenting, right? You can start saying, no, actually, I'm not doing that anymore. And we don't have time in this podcast to get into it, but I accidentally ran my business as a nonprofit for a year trying to just help everybody. Whether they could pay me or not, I'm like, oh, I know I can help them. But also a girl's got to eat. And now I have a dog that eats very fancy, expensive raw food. Share your boundaries, okay? And then the third thing you have to do is you got to hold your boundaries because just because you share them, just because you created them, that doesn't mean people are going to respect them. So you might need to retrain some people in your life who were used to you just being a pushover and doing whatever. And then you might need to straight up just block or remove some folks who don't respect your new boundaries, those energy vampires, like you might need to just put up a wall and get those people out of your life. And then the last thing is get a community. You have to have community. I talk about all the time, just like in making money or exercise or anything else, the easiest hack for getting better at this is to hang out with people who have good boundaries, right? Who model good boundary setting and who have your back and will remind you like, hey, sis, I think your boundaries are slipping. You're worthy of holding your boundaries and protecting your peace. And my Voxer squad of business besties, like they are great for this. And I help them do this because I'm really the most savage one in there. So I'm constantly telling them like, no, say no. But you got to get a squad. Your squad will help you to hold your boundaries. So if you don't have one right now, content bootcamp, is a great place. A lot of people come in there and install little like Karanda on their shoulder and that helps them. But if bootcamp's not right for you, you can come hang out with us in the service CEOs group. That's also a great place to hang out. But find your people who are going to set this example for you so that you can start being better at this in your life. And last thing is I want to tell you some ways to use content to set boundaries. And I'm going to do this in order of the simplest and easiest to the most complex or the most time and and labor intensive. So the first thing is to just use pre-made response templates because you've spent that time and you've defined your boundaries. And so don't wait until you're feeling the pressure of the moment, you know, to try to figure out like, oh, what am I going to say? Think ahead (laughs) and right, rehearse the situation and actually write down what you're going to say and practice some responses. And some ways that you can do this are through blog posts. So I have a very infamous blog post called the Coffee Date blog post. I'll link to it in the show notes. And when I figured out that coffee dates were not serving me, that I was just giving advice to people who weren't paying me for it, didn't value it, were never going to do anything with it, and it was a waste of my time, I wrote a blog post. And when people asked me for coffee dates, I just sent them that blog post. And it said, hey, you're probably here because you asked me for a coffee date. Here's why I'm not going to do that. But also, here's a bunch of valuable information for you about what you probably wanted to know anyway. You don't need my personal time to find that out. Here it is. So that's one way to do it. 
I use and love Text Expander a lot. And if you don't know that tool, there's a lot of different ones. But basically, it takes a shortcut snippet of text and expands it into a longer section of text. So you can literally spit out entire emails with just typing like a shortcut phrase. So you can figure out your email replies that you want to give to people who ask you for the same things all the time. And you can use Text Expander or you can use something like Gmail canned response. And you can just know it helps you build that muscle, right? You're like, oh, here's the situation I've been training for. Here's my canned response. Done. Move on with your day. Okay. The second one is filters. And this is especially for service-based providers, especially if you have a high ticket offer. You better not be letting every person who wanders in off the street and onto your website book one-on-one calls with you, right? You need to save your precious time and energy for speaking with qualified leads. So they need to go through some kind of hoop before they can just get onto your calendar. In the simplest form, that means you've got a form on your website that asks people some basic questions to make sure that they're they're even a good candidate for your services. And that is before they get on your calendar. I had a client last week who shared that she deferred an old white dude from wasting her time and he wouldn't spend five minutes answering the question in the schedule link. So that is number two, filter your leads so that you're speaking with qualified leads who are a good fit for your service. And the third one, and this is the one that's most time intensive, but also is going to give you back the most is getting things out of your head. Just get your knowledge out of your head. The reason people are coming to you is because you have something that's valuable. You have something they want. So you can give it to them by getting it out of your head in the form of blog posts, videos, podcasts, social media posts, however you want to do it. But by doing that, you're doing two things. You're giving people a path on the customer journey, right? You're giving them a way to follow and get to know you that might eventually lead to them hiring you. And the other thing you're doing is that those people who are never going to hire you, but they still need help, they legitimately need help, then now you have a resource to give them to say, hey, you know what? I can't answer that for you one-on-one, but here's a resource, right? Here's some help. Here's a low-cost product. Here's a blog post. Here's a podcast. I literally had someone in my Instagram DMs who wanted to ask me just about my business journey and what did you go through to get to the place where you are right now? And I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram, so I'm not about to go into that long... (laughs) long story in Instagram DMs, but I was able to just say, you know what, go listen to episode one of this podcast. And guess what? That is a way better answer than she would have gotten through Instagram DMs, even if I was willing to type that out. Okay. Those are some strategies for setting your boundaries. I want to know what are some boundaries that you have set lately and how has that helped you? come on over to the service CEOs group and let's chat about this because what I'm seeing is an epidemic of folks who really don't know that they should have better boundaries, right? Whether that's because you're new or because we're socialized by the patriarchy, whatever it is. So if this was a wake up call for you, then that's amazing. And I'd love to hear about it. If you kind of knew, but maybe you were slipping, let's get together and support each other in setting and holding our boundaries. And if you're someone who's been pushing other people's boundaries, stop it. Respect people's boundaries. Thanks for lending me your ears for this time. I hope this was valuable for you. And if it was, there's two things I want you to do now. I want you to think about who else needs to hear this. I know that you're thinking about somebody right now who really needs to hear this. So go ahead and share it with them right now. CarvelDigital.com 
slash 13. This is episode 13. And the second thing is now is the time when you can go ahead and leave me that five-star rating and review because in addition to stroking my ego, which is nice, but not the purpose, you're really helping people to know that this is a podcast worth listening to. You're helping Apple to know that this is a podcast worth putting in front of people. So go ahead and just take two or three minutes leave that five-star rating and review right now. I really appreciate it. All right, y'all. That's what I have for you today. I will see you on the flip side. Until then, begin as you mean to go on. If you've been listening to these episodes and thinking, I wish I could get personalized guidance for my business, I have good news. Content Bootcamp is my 12-week business bootcamp where I help you get clarity on the big three pillars of marketing, your audience, your offer, and your messaging. But this is not just another online course. During our time together, we guide you through crafting a strategy that is specific to your business and then taking the actions that are going to bring you the results you want. You have complete access to get help with whatever is keeping you stuck. And my clients will tell you, I don't hold back. Emma says, Karanda is a Swiss army knife of brilliance, always whipping out exactly the right tool exactly when I need it. I'm making some big moves in 2021 and she is a huge part of why that's happening. If you need someone to help you with your online business, hire her. She is my favorite decision of 2020. To get started, go to carveldigital.com slash bootcamp and tell us about your business. You'll get an invite to our next masterclass where you can get a taste of what bootcamp is like and get all your questions answered to see if content bootcamp is right for you. See you soon.